0: You're listening to The Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 67. How many dragons does it take to destroy the internet?
1: This is The Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie.
0: Greetings Geek Watchers and welcome to episode 67 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess Mandy Petrie.
1: Hello Brian.
0: Well we have a little Endgame news. Uh, Endgame keeps chugging along. We got some Disney on television news which is not Disney Plus. We got some some more television news coming up and then... We're going to have to talk about why last Sunday broke the internet. (laughs) But before we do that, usually at the beginning, if we have a memorial to give, we normally do it. And so today we have a memorial over the weekend. The YTMND.com website died. Oh,
1: okay. That's not at all what I thought you were going to talk about. Okay. Oh,
0: well, what did you think I was going to talk about?
1: Well, uh, you know, it always comes in threes. And we had Peggy Lipton. We had Tim. Conway, right. And we had Doris Day. All yes. pass away.
0: That is true. Mm-hmm. What I was bringing up was, of course, uh, YTMND. Uh, stands for you're the man now dog.com dot com. Are you familiar with this website? Nope, not well, a bit. This was an artifact of the early two thousands.
1: Ah, artifact. <laughs> yes, uh,
0: this was uh, during the Wild West of the of the Internet days. It was a website where you could create a web page using uh, a GIF and a loop file. A sound file of some sort. Basically, it was called You're the Man Now, Dog, because the first little webpage it was created was created by the, the founder of the site, which was basically a a tiled gif of Sean Connery with a sound clip from Finding Forrester where he goes, You're the man now, dog! And he would just, of course, okay. play that over and over again. Okay. To people who are not familiar with this site, basically, this is where memes used to come from. Oh, Okay. And so there were tons and tons of these pages. I mean, gigabyte by gigabyte by gigabyte of basically these really simple, goofy pages that had tiled GIF files, these sound loops. Is that
1: where Dancing Baby came from?
0: Yes, there was a dancing, there was a dancing baby page.
1: I can vaguely remember the dancing baby. I guess the earliest thing I can think of was Star Wars Kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the earliest that I can remember.
0: Yeah, so basically you had these, they either were still GIFs or animated, and they would either be in the center of a black page, or it was tiled throughout the page, and then you'd have basically text that was uh, the old school 3D text. That was Uh, like neon? Sometimes, Mm -hmm. yeah. Basically, this was the birthplace of the meme, of the internet meme, and also... Like I said, this was during the Wild West days of the Internet. Nobody was really monitoring it. You could make any kind of page that you wanted, and so most of them were pretty crude, pretty rude. This was before Me Too. This was before cancel culture. If people wonder you know, why James Gunn posted some of the the tweets that he did, go to Wayback Machine and check out this webpage because that's where a lot of this came from. People did not care what they said. They just wanted to be as... Nuts as they could be. And it, it was a comedy page that, again, it was the Wild West. Nobody was monitoring it. Nobody cared. It was the Internet. Only kids were on the Internet. So <laughs> kids just went crazy with this thing. I and just,
1: I just remember chat rooms. I mean, that's, right. that's about as crazy as I got on the Internet. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was for the longest time. Um, it was, as I said, it was a testament to what Internet used to be like. And over the weekend, I I hadn't been to this, To you're the man now, dog, for a long time. Why would you
1: need to? Now we have read it. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. But uh, somebody noticed that the page had went down. The server had crashed, and they're not sure if they're going to put it back up again. And so if you go to that page, you see a a message, uh, basically, that there was a a huge uh, server crash and it wiped out the entire database and so again it not the most politically correct place, but it was a part of internet history and uh thought why we'd bring that up today. Now, was checking out uh, Endgame's numbers today and It has now crossed the $2.5 billion mark at this point. It's
1: still number one.
0: Still number one.
1: Nothing knocked it out.
0: No, uh, a lot of people thought that Detective Pikachu might do that, but, uh, and it did really well. And it, I think it was, it made like 50 million, I believe, in its Mm -hmm. opening weekend, which they thought it was going to do. But surprisingly enough, that was not enough. To to, get number one. To get number Mm -hmm. one, because uh, Endgame is just, Cooking along. It's still doing well. Now, it still hasn't made more money than Avatar. It'll need to make a couple hundred million more to do that. But a lot of people are saying it's going to. Well. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it will or not. This is a lot of money for three weeks. And like we said before, I don't know if this is a huge explosion that's gonna die out quickly or if it's gonna continue to go on. But uh, some people are projecting that it will break the three billion, which it will be, of course, a milestone because no movie has ever made that much money before. I tell you what, I am going to, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. I'm going to jump off the ledge. I'm saying it right now. Endgame wins the Oscar next year. Okay. I'm going to say it now. I, I could be totally wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm sticking my neck out there. I think that the combination of the amount of money that this movie is making, mm-hmm. the fact that there are 21 movies that led up to it, <laughs> as in uh, the uh, Return of the King effect, mm-hmm. I think just because also, because I feel that the Academy, it's really important to them now more than ever to to appear relevant, it will at least get a nod, but I think it's actually going to win it. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And the reason I, because again, I think that with the Academy it's going to be really important for them to appear like relevant. Although uh, Avatar got the nomination but didn't win, mm-hmm. so for me, I I, I would uh, bet even money that it will get the nomination. I think saying that it's going to win is a little iffy. But like I said, I'm going to stick my neck out. I'm going to say right now, it's going to win. And of course, uh, when Oscar time rolls around, if it doesn't win, feel free to mock me all you want. So <laughs> we'll if that's see. the case. Mm-hmm. Now uh, continuing on with the Disney news. Now we of course know that uh, Disney they're coming out with their own streaming service Disney mm-hmm. Plus. But as uh, owner of ABC, of course we know that they have a third uh share in Hulu. Uh with ABC, Disney is getting ready to buy out Comcast Hulu stake, which will give them controlling interest of Hulu. So mm-hmm. That'll give them two different things uh, to go. Now, if you remember, Comcast was the one who was in the bidding war with Disney to get Fox. And they were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, ultimately, Disney was able to pull out uh, the purse strings and win that.
1: Pull uh, out that Mickey Mouse money.
0: The Mickey Mouse money, which, of course, mm-hmm. uh, with Endgame, they're making much more, even more Mickey Mouse money. Mm-hmm. So they're still having to value hulu before they're before the deal's going to go down so it could be there's no telling how much they're going to be able uh, it's going to it's going to cost them to buy out comcast but comcast feels like this is the play and once the value's set down regardless disney's not going to have a problem paying for it what i also understand is comcast they're going to continue to allow nbc program because comcast owns M- nbc at least for a couple of years, Hulu will still have access to that. And then past that, I guess that'll be up to Comcast to decide whether they do a, a resign or whatever. I suspect that that's going to be the case unless some other streaming service gives them a better deal and gives them a viable option for streaming their content. I figure they'll stay with Hulu, even though Netflix is. Still the number one streaming service at this point, uh, but uh, with Disney uh, taking the reins, who's who's to say what's going to happen? And I would suspect that uh, Hulu will be offering Disney Plus as an option, so that gives Disney even more of a um, of a foothold. So in a couple of years, who can say? Um, Hulu may be a, it's already a major player in the game, but even even bigger now than it was. So. Uh, Comcast might stick around for the ride, but, uh, I guess that we'll see. Speaking of television, uh, there's a couple other pieces of television news that I did want to talk about. And one thing I'm really excited about that was announced this week, it has been announced season four, Rick and Morty. We are <laughs> <Uh-oh>. finally, <laughs> and it's going to be this year. It's going to be in November.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: So, I mean, we all knew that, uh, Rick and Morty had been signed for a ridiculous amount of episodes so they them going back into it it wasn't going to be like it was before where they knew they had 10 episodes 12 episodes and that was it and they would, didn't know about anything after that but now they know that they've got many episodes and seasons ahead of them that, that they've signed the contract that we may not have this year and a half two year wait between seasons which I know that some of the geek watchers out there have complained about it uh, welcome to my world because when I was growing up a Star Wars movies, that's how long you had to wait between movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So welcome to my world and my pain. I, I know exactly what you're feeling. Or the
1: Whovians out there. Oh, the no. Now you know what the Whovians feel like.
0: Right, between uh, old Who and new Who. Absolutely. Because that was that was a long wait with a TV movie, and that was about it. Are you? Do you watch a lot of Rick and Morty? I've seen a few
1: episodes, uh, but that's about it.
0: It's a different animal. I
1: know uh, it parodies, uh, you know, parallel universe kind of thing yeah. and uh, traveling.
0: Well, well, I mean, the Council of Ricks is is basically a parody of the Council of Reeds. So,
1: hmm. and Rick and Morty was supposed to be like Doc and Marty.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, they changed that up to make it, uh, but uh, very nihilistic, very uh, very weird. And and now that they know that they've got a little bit of breathing room, that they can stretch things out a little bit more. That'll really help with their storytelling a great deal, and, and hopefully we'll start to get answers to some of the things that's been left behind. Is mm-hmm. is Beth the clone or not, oh, which we okay. which we don't yeah. know. Um, but it
1: sounds like uh, sounds kind of like Futurama. You know, all they set all this stuff up that you know pays off and set up things in the first episode that pay off in the the last episode. Right. So You know, maybe that could be where Rick and Morty is going.
0: Oh yeah, and of course at this point in in season three we saw Evil Morty take over the Citadel. It was an interesting, I would say, uh, like like in Doctor Who, uh, like every once in a while you get an episode that the Doctor is not in. Mm-hmm. This, in a weird way, even though this was the Citadel of Ricks, our Rick and Morty didn't play a huge part, if anything at all, in that episode. But we got to see what was going on in the Citadel. Mm. And, of course, with Evil Morty uh, winning the presidency, and, <laughs> there, and uh, after that, executing some of the Ricks on the council, As in a power play, uh, what that's going to mean for the rest of the show, because now we may be getting an opportunity this coming season to see what's going on. But uh, but for the most part, I think we'll get trolled a little bit because that's part of the joy of the show. (laughs) So but uh, I'm looking forward to that in November. So that gives us something to look forward to there where I've been told, and this is another rumor on another television show and I don't know if this is true or not, take it with a grain of salt, but the rumor uh, the standing rumor right now is that we may get a Christmas episode of Doctor Who this year, so we won't have to completely wait until next year before we get another episode, but nothing has been confirmed yet by the BBC as far as I know of course, once we hear something more about that we'll definitely bring that up one more piece of television news for network television and this was done at the 11th hour but ABC has canceled Whiskey Cavalier.
1: Oh, the Lauren Cohen yes. show. Yeah, so we might get her back on Well, Dead.
0: a lot of people are saying that, but right now what Warner Television is trying to do is they are trying to find another venue for the show. Mm-hmm. And like would,
1: Netflix did with Lucifer. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Or how...
1: Which has been a really good season so far, wh- yeah. what I've seen of it.
0: <laughs> or, you know, the Fox show uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. that oh, it was canceled mm-hmm. out of Fox and then was picked up by NBC. Okay. And so with this day and age, yeah, it's possible that uh, shows can be canceled. Jump networks. And they jump networks. It happens mm-hmm. all the time now. So it doesn't necessarily mean that Lauren Cohen is coming back to The Walking Dead. And even if she was... It's going to be a little while anyway, because, of course, now they're already filming. It was like last week they started filming uh, this next season of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And so they're already already going on that. So it wouldn't be until next season anyway, before we saw her.
1: And also, uh, Lauren Cohen had an arc on Supernatural in some of the earlier seasons. And this is the last season of Supernatural coming up. So If either she or maybe the writers or something showed interest in getting her back for the last season and that could happen, you know. Well,
0: I mean, obviously at this point, she's probably she's waiting around to find out what happens with Whiskey Cavalier. When I saw the the show, I mean, it looked like and I think we may have talked about this before, but it looked like a really great premise for a movie. But I wasn't sure how it would work for an open ended television show. One, because since it's a globetrotting show, it's expensive. It's not like you can shoot in a studio. You're going all over the world, literally. Mm -hmm. And so it can be a very expensive show to produce. And also, the two main characters, there's that will they or won't they type of a thing. Mm -hmm. And you can only only do that for so long in any kind of a story. I mean, stories are about asking questions. But once you ask the question, you have to eventually answer it. Mm -hmm. And... It seems like that the main narrative thrust of Whiskey Cavalier is that tension between those two characters. Okay. And once you, once you answer that question, usually the show doesn't really go on after that. Mm-hmm. I, the best example of that, I would say, is The X-Files, which went on for years and years. But the minute they answered that question between Mulder and Scully... Mm -hmm. The show didn't really last much longer after that.
1: Now, I never watched Whiskey Cavalier, but uh, my aunt did because she was looking forward to it because she thought it was going to be like, you know, uh, badass guys and stuff going around and uh, doing all this stuff. But when she watched it, she said uh, it was hokier than I thought. And, uh, you know, and I, I love hokey stuff. I do. Yeah. But if you're going into it thinking it's going to be one thing, like if you're going into Z Nation,
0: Z Nation, thinking
1: that you're going to get Walking Dead, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. But if you go into Z Nation knowing what it is, you're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So um, those are the sort of things, you know, that's what that's what I look at. And, you know, I I love hooky stuff, I do.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was... uh, Campy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, the the trailers painted it very much as an adventure comedy. Mm -hmm. And there was definitely comedy elements to it. So, you know, whether or not we're going to see Lauren Cohen uh, return to The Walking Dead, uh, it's too early to tell at this point. And even by then, of course, the one thing that I would have wanted to have seen would be uh, Maggie and Michonne deal with the issues they had between them. Because, I mean, there was a point where they weren't talking. Things have kind of changed with Michonne. But, of course, we also know that the, the end of this, this season, Michonne leaves. Mm-hmm. And they've already said this is going to be a huge, major event when she leaves. It's, it's, she's leaving with a bang and not a whimper. And so what exactly happens, of course, they're, they're playing that very close to the vest. They're not going to tell us, obviously. We're going to have to wait to see that. But that uh, confrontation between Maggie and Michonne doesn't look like that's going to happen, because I I don't believe she'll be back in time for that. I mean, depending on when Michonne leaves, because, of course, they split these seasons in half. So if she stays to the second half, it's possible. But everything I'm seeing right now, it sounds like she's going to be leaving the first half. And if that's the case, well, then that's that. So... I mean, we'll definitely, we'll monitor that situation and we'll see how that goes. Now, finally, we're going to have to bring this up. And I don't watch the show, but I know you do. But apparently Game of Thrones blew up the internet. (laughs) That was the
1: only only thing that got blown up.
0: (laughs) I would say so. Well, Mm -hmm. folks, let's just say that uh, we may be getting into spoiler territory if you've not seen Game of Thrones this week. Uh, Last uh, Sunday's Game of Thrones. But okay, Mandy. It's the, uh, You have the floor. What did you think?
1: Oh, I... Uh, it's not like we didn't see this coming in this particular season. Um, usually in a season we get ten episodes. This one we only got six. So we're lacking four episodes here. Now, our entire run of seven seasons... Daenerys Targaryen has been level-headed no matter what was happening to her. When she was being sold as a sex slave, when she was, uh, when her husband died, when she lost her baby, when, uh, she was executing people, and then, you know, when her dragons were born and all this, she has been the most level-headed. She would listen to her counselors, everything all up until this season. Then she started going Mad King. Now they've always talked about her father just being absolutely crazy, absolutely nuts. You know, Mad King, and it only happened. I would have liked to have seen it a little bit more gradual. But she has said from the beginning, "I am going to take what is mine with fire and blood," and and that's that's what she did. Uh, the last we came up, she came up to the city, and uh, her advisors told her, "If the bells ring, they have given up. They that's their white flag." and the bells rang and you have this very long drawn out moment where she absolutely decides that's it i'm i'm crushing the city right from it, raising it straight to the ground so she burns the city to ashes man woman child baby did not matter everyone was burnt now i was okay with that what what upset me was the The ending for the two characters of Jamie and Cersei. Now, of course, with me, you know, we didn't see their bodies, so we don't know that they're really dead right. kind of thing. Okay. And especially in this episode, because we were made sure to be shown the people who were dead. Uh, someone helps Arya, a mother and child help Arya uh, get out of the street. And then we see their charred remains. So we, we are, in this episode, we are absolutely, you know, it is shown this person has died and we don't see their bodies. And we actually don't see the bodies of the Hound or the mountain, the big battle of the brothers. And that was beautifully done. And if they did die, that is very cathartic. They, they ended very well. Great circular storytelling. But when it comes to uh, Cersei and Jamie, they both had this beautiful uh, seven season story arc and The way that they ended was just, they deserved more. Mm -hmm. They did. They deserved more. So, uh, you know, I foresaw Khaleesi, you know, burning the city. So that didn't come as a surprise to me. I wish we had built up to it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Other than that, it was fine. Uh, But they are trying to get, pack into uh, six episodes what, you know, should have been more or you know if we could have had it a little bit from last season but no you know last season perfectly level-headed listening to all of her advisors um taking good advice leaving bad advice behind up until now and so but that that's what disappointed me as someone who's watched the show not read the books but i've watched as a fan of the show so this is our first season that we've had without source material without george R. R. martin you know maybe he's just in a room somewhere at hbo telling them uh, you know a few things and they decide nope not going to do that i'm not certain yeah. but that's where that's where i fell and but i can see why so many fans are just so upset with it but that's where we are right now yeah
0: <laughs> well i saw a meme on facebook that i think describes the situation the best it's like now you know our pain when the when the anime outstrips the manga <laughs> yes. but uh, yeah I mean mm-hmm. I, I definitely knew we had to talk about this like I said I, I've only really seen the pilot episode but mm-hmm. you couldn't really escape uh, you really if you were anywhere on the internet at all you couldn't escape the memes mm-hmm. and the people who are completely upset because they named their daughters Khaleesi and now <laughs> they're not happy they're really really not happy uh, I have uh, like I said there's there's a ton of memes online about mm-hmm. this whole thing and a bigger scandal than the Starbucks cup by by a million. <laughs> um, well,
1: the thing about naming your kid Khaleesi, I mean, that's still that's not her name; that's a title. You yeah. know, that's like that's like naming your your child princess or queen. So, I mean, uh, at one point of time, you met several Khaleesi's in a Dothraki gathering. So, you see a bunch of Khaleesi's. And you see a bunch of calls. That's the king. So, I mean, Khaleesi is just, that's just a title. So you didn't have to name your kid after Daenerys, Khaleesi Daenerys. You could have named her after
0: one of the other Khaleesi. Yeah, but you know what? There's a lot of different people named Cher and a lot of different people named Madonna, but you're only thinking about the one. (laughs) Well, you know, of course, with all of this going on, again, it just reminded me how crazy fandom can get. I have seen online, there's a petition that's got... I forget how many hundreds of thousands of name.
1: Yeah, but there was a petition about changing the f- right. the the last Jedi too. So, oh yeah,
0: exactly. You know. There was there was that and of course there this petition of demanding that HBO refilm the entire 8th season and fix everything. Uh, spoilers ladies and gentlemen, that's not going no, to happen at all. It reminds me about fandom and how sometimes fandom can go wrong. <laughs> i think sometimes at our worst uh we can fall into toxic ownership and what i mean by that yeah yeah um but definitely toxic what i call toxic ownership it's i read this comic book when i was a kid it belongs to me Mm -hmm. i watched star wars for decades Mm -hmm. it belongs to me uh that cosplay girl is dressed up as my favorite uh, anime character she
1: dare she um
0: well (laughs) yeah you know know how that goes um and I think sometimes we can get real, it can be very difficult sometimes when you're very much invested in something that when it doesn't go in a way that you approve of, that it it can be very difficult to let go of something when it doesn't go in your, in, you know, th- as the saying goes, you know, your, your fanfic isn't canon.
1: Right. <laughs> and
0: uh, uh, Nicole Yvette Brown says that very often, and it's, it's very apropos. And so, a lot of people, I understand them being upset of it. But uh, again, it's like people, people online saying this whole episode ruined nine years. I've wasted nine years of my (laughs) life, and it was ruined. And we've only got one episode left. That's it. And so, only one. Only one. So, some people are holding out hope that this is going to fix everything. And you know, just because it didn't necessarily go the way you wanted it to go, that doesn't necessarily mean it's broken. Now, I understand. Some people have said, and I, I agree, foreshadowing does not uh, equal character development. And so, as like you said, you would you want, would have wanted more character development so that when Khaleesi, and let me use a wrestling term here, when she did her heel turn, mm-hmm. that it was more uh, believable. And right. uh, it wasn't... Uh, fl- but again, like, I saw the pilot episode of the first season. And I mean, she comes out of the gate having a really bad day of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so... Not trusting people makes a lot of sense now, but you have nine seasons worth of development, and it feels like you know she had come into her power. And yeah, someone makes a comment to her. There were there were scenes, and like I said, I haven't seen the show, but I've seen scenes out of it, and she's quote unquote selling a dragon to somebody, and he makes uh basically throws an insult at her in a language she he doesn't realize she speaks. Mm-hmm. And she decides to okay. Well, he dies and all the soldiers die. Pretty hardcore stuff. <laughs> so I don't see Khaleesi. I don't see her mm-hmm. as a Pollyanna who just flipped the script and couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. It seems like that there are there were seeds for for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen the show, right. mm-hmm. but I don't think this com- came completely out of left field. It may be more of an issue of. I didn't want to see this. I hate to say it, folks. But if you're wanting to see it get reshot, I I wouldn't I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't hold it. my breath on that.
1: No, uh, we have the prequel series, you know, in development right now. Right. So uh, you can, if you must, you can look forward to that. Maybe we'll get to see the wall built or something along those lines. So
0: yeah. Well, the only other thing I can say is, I, I don't think that they could have developed more hatred in this episode uh, without, say, bringing Joffrey in from, the, you know, <laughs> bring I think,
1: him back from the dead.
0: Which, well, you know,
1: although, you know, bringing him back from the dead just to kill him again, just to see Arya kill him, that, yeah, that
0: would have, <laughs> that would have been. You'd be made, down for that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so now you got, you have a new Joffrey. Enjoy it for one more show because more. after that, it's, that's it. So, but, uh, and I, I have to tell you, we'll, we'll have to talk about that episode, um, You'll know more about it than I do, but <laughs> I do want to get your thoughts on what you think about it and mm-hmm. how you feel as far as an ending to an entire series if it, uh, cause they're going to have to sew up a lot of stuff. I just know, I just know in the course of a, of a nine seasons of television, there's a lot of stuff that you need to, mm-hmm. you know, you need to, end. Well, you
1: know, people only watch the first couple seasons of lost and, uh.
0: Yeah, well, some
1: people only watch Apocalypse Now until he gets there, and then they turn it off. So <laughs> that's true.
0: Well, of course, the the problem you ran into with Lost was they were basically just trying to come up with the weirdest things they could come up with, but they did weren't that concerned with how are we going to tie all this stuff together? Continuity. Or how are, yeah, well, I mean, most of it was, hey, let's let's throw a polar bear in. Where did it come from? We don't care where it came from. <laughs> and what? Uh, we'll do a smoke monster. Well, what's the smoke monster? Well, I forget about it. So there was a lot of those questions they didn't bother to answer because they didn't bother to answer it for themselves. It wasn't going anywhere; it was just sitting. Uh, and this is literally uh, people in the uh, in the writing room said this. They just literally sat in there and said, "What's the weirdest thing we could throw in here that nobody would see coming?" A polar bear. Okay, let's. Okay, there's a polar bear. <laughs> and, that, and so, of course. When you get to the end of something and you don't have an answer, where did the polar bear come from? Well, we'll just ignore that and we won't go in. But, uh, yeah, I definitely want to talk to you uh, next week about Game of Thrones because I definitely want to hear how you felt it worked as an end cap and the end of the series. So Mm -hmm. we'll we'll definitely talk about that uh, next week. Excellent. And so with that said, we come to the end of Episode 67 of the Geek Watch Podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch Podcast. For Mandy Patry, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging jay production.